Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the CZ Media Podcast. Before we get started, I want to remind everyone to follow us on your favorite podcasting app. I'm on all of them. I think, well, probably not all of them, but the main five. And then I'm on YouTube, so subscribe to CZ Media Podcast on YouTube. I put shorts up there. Um, I'm following what the cool kids are doing. It's hard to do sometimes. Yeah. Um, And don't forget to check out our sponsors, Rancho Bravo Tacos. Have you been to Rancho Bravo Tacos on Capitol Hill? No. So they have two locations. One of them is on Capitol Hill um, on uh, Pine, 100 Pine, right across from Cal Anderson Park. Then their other location is on 45th in Wallingford. Great Mexican, street Mexican food. Oh, yum. (laughs) Um, So super delicious. Yeah, give them a go. So today I have a fellow photographer. Hi. Erica, hello. Thank you so much for being on. Um, So I came across your profile, your website from a models Facebook group that I've been part of for a super long time. And then I was looking at your website and I thought, oh, man, you are super talented. Thank you. Photographer. (laughs) And I like to talk to creative people. So I thought, you know what, let's give it a go and then have, you know, ask her if she wants to be on. And you said yes. Yay, I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me a little bit about, let's get the origins of photographer photographer Erica. Um, Okay. So let's, as a photographer, how did you know that, hey, I dig taking pictures. I like working with people. Well, I was always that kid that wanted a camera for Christmas, for my birthdays, all of that. And my mom would get me, like, disposable cameras or little digital cameras. So, like, I've always kind of done it, but I always did it for myself. And, you know, once I had my kids, I was a stay-at-home mom, but I would do photos for my friends' families and things like that. And so I kind of started there with just doing it on my own. And by the time my son was getting ready to go to kindergarten, I was like, okay, need to grow up and get a big girl job. You know, I had a degree but I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And I had to have the flexibility of being able to pick my kids up from school, take them to doctor's appointments, all that kind of stuff that moms do. And so I wanted something with flexibility and my friends really encouraged me to get into, you know, to really involve or evolve my photography. And I, at the time I had been mostly doing landscape photography. I was living in Alaska Oh, perfect place to do landscape. Oh, yeah. And I loved it, you know, and I was I was very passionate about it. It's one of those sources of photography that really fills my cup. So when I'm when I'm burnt out on anything else, going out and even taking pictures of flowers or something is, you know, it's perfect for me. But I kind of started doing it, you know, part time up in Alaska and like really building my portfolio up there, you know, because I had. So the way it started was I was taking photos of myself. (laughs) boudoir style photos of myself and I realized I was really good at it I was legitimately good and then I would have friends that would say you know hey can you do pictures for me too like that and I was yeah sure I can do that and then their friends were like hey can you do pictures like that for me and then I was like okay so I kind of started getting into it I had never even thought about the genre of boudoir photography in any way shape or form prior to this you know and so I kind of looked into it and realized that, you know, I could actually make a living off of it. You know, I thought it would be like part-time living. I didn't think I would uh, start off like I did. I'll explain that. But, you know, I like I said, I built my portfolio while I was up in Alaska and built my website and built my contracts and did all of that. And then I came down here and I opened the doors. And when I opened the doors, it was like an avalanche coming in. Nice. It was nonstop. And I realized that I offered something a little bit different than a lot of the other photographers do and not 
bashing anybody's style because, oh, my God, there's some amazing photographers here. But I think because I'm self-taught, there was something about my photography that was a little bit different. I think I'm more face-focused. I think I'm more light-focused. I keep the colors real but vibrant. I don't turn people orange or gray. Like, that's right. not my style. I don't turn them into plastic. Like, so, right. yeah. So I kind of, it, it, I guess it feels more real but professional at the same time. And so when I open my doors, it it has been nonstop since then. And the first year was, you know, not only doing my photography, but also learning how to run a business. Right. <laughs> that was rough. So much better this year. different things. They are very different things. Actually, so. the photography is three different things. It is the act of taking a photo, which is fun. Yes. Then there is editing, which can sometimes be not fun. I love editing. Do you? I do. I don't like <clears throat> culling the photos. There we go. Yeah, that's my least favorite part. When I'm looking through 300 pictures and I'm like, but this one or this one, her face changed slightly. Is she going <laughs> to like this one better or this one? And I have to kind of struggle and I'm like, okay, she's not going to know. Just just pick one. Just just pick one. Yeah, that's my least favorite part. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I completely agree. And with, well, I guess if you have a set and you want the set to have a similar tone, yes. then editing is probably not, finding that initial tone is where the work is, then the rest of it is just matching it. Yeah, so with <clears throat> you know programs like Lightroom and things like that, you can set your presets. Right. And so I know in this you know, specific area, this preset works. And so, you know, this one, this one, or this one. And so, and then I moved to this area and I'm like, okay, when she's over here, this preset should work. And I, yeah. you know, I'll have to do adjustments within that preset for each person for each day's lighting. Cause I mean, it's Seattle, we might have sunshine one day and we might have clouds the next. Right. So that affects it all, of course. And, or maybe my lighting is slightly different or my settings on my camera are slightly different or something like that. So, you know, I do have to adjust little bits within that. But once I get that first picture done, I can basically apply the same preset to everything and then do minor adjustments on each picture. And it makes it really quick. It makes it quick and easy. Yeah. Then then the third is the business side of it. Yes. Is the get, actually getting paid. Yes. I had a, one of my really good friends. He wanted to hire me to do his billing because he was always shooting, mm -hmm. but he was not getting paid. Yeah. He was not invoicing. He was not asking for money. And then he just finally reached out and he goes, you know what? I have, I have like 20 people who owe me money. And then luckily, I mean, he was in a different state, so it, it, not the best scenario. But he yeah. ended up finally finding someone to help him. And then a few weeks later, he's like, I feel like I have so much money. <laughs> it's like, well, you're it's like, you're, no. So what happens when you get paid. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, yeah. It's like that. Yeah. You know, bill in a in a in, bill quickly and mm -hmm. hopefully you'll you'll get paid. But the running of the business is. <clears throat> Is the part where, in my experience, talking to creatives is is not the attention isn't always there. Yes. And it, the, we were just talking a little bit ago about well now now it seems like the business side is heavily focused on marketing, which is heavily focused on all of these social platforms. And with photography, I guess you don't have to worry too much about like the back end of business, like which. You know, which oh, yes, you do. Well, <laughs> it's, it's uh, you know, as far as like opening up a retail store, oh, yes, like with having inventory and knowing what your margins are and you know what profitability is definitely like, different. You have to yeah. know your return on investment on your marketing, right. you have to know your business expenses and you know what your operating costs are, your business operating costs. So, you have to know those things. 
or learn those things yeah. in order to have a profitable business. And that's one of the things that I see with other photographers that I follow here or elsewhere. That's where their biggest failure is, is they are not charging what they're worth yeah. and they're getting burnt out on doing things for free, basically. Well, it's not valuing your time. Yeah. So when, like, you know, for someone to walk into my studio, it's $500. And out of that $500, it's immediately half of that basically goes to my makeup artist. So she gets paid because we do provide hair and makeup for every client. Well, every client that wants it. it, (laughs) Yes. Um, But so half that money is gone there. Well, I also have a lingerie closet. So I have to keep that stocked. I have to keep it clean and sanitized and all of that. I have to make sure there's not tears or things like that, replacing items. I also, you know, provide sanitization, of course, of all the sheets and everything that's touched in the studio, any bondage gear, the shower, you know, anything like that has to all be sanitized. I provide snacks. I provide drinks. You know, sometimes people want a truly. Sometimes they just want water. Sometimes they want champagne or a mimosa, you know. So I have to, you know, I provide that kind of stuff. Well, then you also have – that's just the very front cost that you see. Right. Then you also have all your business operating costs. I have programs I pay for. I have websites I pay for. I have advertising I pay for. I've got power, sewer, water, trash, rent, (laughs) you know, and those are the things that like when you look at all that, that $500, I'm basically paying them to take their picture. It's gone. Like I, that doesn't even include the time of editing. We haven't even talked about that part yet. Right. So that $500 is gone. And I know people that do photo shoots for $500 and then give all the digitals to their clients. And I'm like, at that point, you have literally paid them to do their photos. Yeah. Like, well, you know what you're doing right now is that you're highlighting the differences in different types of photographers. That's so, true. So my experience with photographers is mostly people who go on site. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like I have one buddy who he doesn't live off of it, but it's a it's a pretty good chunk of his revenue is he does uh, sports. Okay. Uh, high school sports. And he, you know, he gets paid a couple different ways. He gets paid from the school and then he gets paid from the student. Okay. Uh, for, you know, whatever shots he wants to do. And then there's one other way. Like, and then he like licenses photos too. Okay. For whatever, for whatever purposes. Um, so like he doesn't have those, those, those same those costs. costs, right. But it's, you know, it's, but you know, but it's still, he has transportation costs. He has yeah, insurance costs. He has like, he has to equipment. go, <clears throat> he has to go to away games, which sometimes are, you know, long. So yeah, there's definitely cost to it, but what you're highlighting is that you're, you do have the need to pay attention to those other business costs and yes. business activities uh, and business insurance <clears throat> which we didn't you talk about that you know right. there's all of those things business licensing and there's so what's your degree in if i may ask business management and marketing well then there you go <laughs> well the funny thing was okay so if anybody's ever gotten a bachelor's degree you know like especially you know i don't know the, the college i went to i don't think i took one class on business management until the last like five classes. You know what I mean? So you learn the basics, you learn religions of the The world and you learn all the prerequisites (laughs) and statistics and things like that, that I never, you know, use maybe in conversation, you know, as an educated person, but I don't necessarily use them for my business. Exactly. No, I'm on the same boat. Yeah, exactly. So the business management aspect though, my family owns a business and, um, my in-law, my ex-in-laws own a business. And so I, I helped, or not helped anything. I really, I watched, I saw, I observed, you know, how things were kind of run, the accounting aspects, the bookkeeping aspects, you know, some of the the marketing aspects. Um, One of my first jobs besides military was 
um, the real estate book. And so mm. if you're familiar with it, it's a digest size magazine of homes for sale. And they're all over the country, or they were. I don't know the history of them now, if they even still exist. But at that time, I, I was a marketing manager for them. So I sold the pages. I helped design the pages, did things like that. I didn't actually put it together on the computer. I drew it out on a piece of paper and handed it to our designers. Right. But, you know, doing that, and seeing that backside of the business and billing people and doing collections and all of that, I think all of that helped me to be able to do what I do now. Oh, yeah, of course. So, <clears throat> you know, there's uh, I was talking to I was talking to a young cousin that I have. Um, she's still in her and she's still a teenager and just talking about what she wanted to do. And did she want to do go to school or, you know, on the job training at whatever. And um I said, have you tried, have you considered business classes? And then she said, no, she goes, a lot of people, a lot of kids right now are bad mouthing business classes uh, for college because they say you don't really need, you don't really need college to run a business. And then um, I chuckled because that's exactly social media influencer talk right there that you don't need it. And yeah. it's hard to, uh, you know, my wife did a far better job and it's like, correct. Like you don't, need it no but you don't need a degree to do photography you don't need a degree no. to make shoes you don't need a degree to to do anything of, except you know be a doctor or a lawyer you know licensed yeah. things <laughs> yes but i mean like trade type stuff you don't need a degree no. but are they helpful sure yeah yes. yeah it, 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 you know so that's what we we're trying to explain to her it's like it's not like you're going to go to college to learn how to run x business yeah it's like you learn you go to college so that one and i'm I, I was listening to, you know, one of these, see, he's a, he's a, a, a psychologist. What do you call a psychologist who's more than a psychiatrist? A, yeah. He's one of these, one of these types of guys. And he was saying that the importance of just going to college is to learn how to think and write. Yes. And those are the main takeaways from a four year degree is being able to see a problem, think about it, and then be able to 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 write. So I heard once that, um, you know, you getting a degree in basically anything, bachelor, you know, your bachelor's degree in anything, most businesses don't actually care what your degree no. in is, is in <clears throat> as long as you have a degree because what it shows them is that you're teachable. Yeah. It shows them that you can be dedicated to finish something and that you are teachable for them to be able to teach you what they need to do for your business. Right. So. But so even that. There's a huge backlash right now on that type of thinking. And it is with the it is with the group of people who say you don't need college, that you can just, you know, the word hustle and the word grind and the word like all of these little catchphrases. But there's uh, in, in my from what I've heard, there's a lot of talk about you don't need X, Y or Z, but there's very little talk of how to actually implement, how to plan how to yeah. reach a goal, how to become, how to have a vision in mind for, you know, whether it can be a marketing campaign or whether it can be a launch of a product to have a vision in mind and then be able to identify what exactly you will, how you want it to go yeah. and then make it happen. Like there's very little. Yeah, they're saying you don't need this and you don't need <clears throat> that. But OK, well, how do I do it? Exactly. Like you still yeah. need to know how to do it. Yeah. And. There's that whenever I hear any of these types of 
business influencers that say that. Like one other one. I'm not. I'm. Sometimes I get into this <laughs> black hole of. It used to be the YouTube black hole, but now it's just the the Instagram black hole, where they say, "All right, this is what you do. You start an LLC. You go to the bank. You get a loan. Then you go and you get a credit card, and then you'll have whatever a hundred thousand dollars in." Of, of capital. How are you going to pay? Like, okay. Oh my goodness. It's like, <laughs> it's like, there is no talk about sales. There is no talk about generating a profit. There is no talk about anything else. Yeah, it's like automatically. I mean, so, get an okay. LLC, get a credit card, get a loan. So going like full <clears throat> circle on that, like going back to marketing. Uh, and like I said, that's part of what my background is. That's I'm really good at marketing also, I think, um, which is why when I opened my doors, I was able to just have an explosion of people. Yeah. But like that, they don't teach you how to market. They don't teach you how to know what marketing is good, what's worth it. Like, you know, I'm sure that you probably get the same thing on Instagram where you get all these people that are like, oh, you know, advertise with us. You know, we'll get you 25,000 likes. And right. no, no, you're not because it's all bots. It's and all it's, fake. But the thing is, is people fall for that. I know. Which is how those businesses stay in, in you know, <laughs> stay in business and, you That's know, right. all of that. So, you know, yeah, okay, great. I have $100,000. Well, what do I do, do with it? it? Right. Yeah. Like, do you, I mean, how, okay, you're going to make t-shirts. Great. Where are you going to put them? How are you going to sell them? You're going to sit on the street corner? Or are you going to put them online? Like, and I would say that that hundred grand is not really going to get you too far unless you know what you're doing. Yeah. Except in debt where then you are worrying about paying for it. Yeah. Paying it back. Yeah. That's, that is the really frustrating thing when I, you know, get into that business when the business algorithm gets me, it's like, <laughs> oh, there's a bunch of people who don't have any idea what they're talking about. Uh, I when so <clears throat> I started a sneaker cleaner brand called The Sneakers Friend. Okay. And then to do that, I did start an LLC and then I documented the process. It's like I put links to everywhere you needed to go for the LLC to the tax number to registering with the state. And I shared that with a few people and one of them told me that they had paid a company 1700 bucks so that they could do that for them. And then the, the guy goes, if I had just followed these steps, I would have been able to just start an LLC and get my tax number and get a business license for ultimately so, for free. It's like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. And it's yeah. like, man, 1700 bucks. And yeah, they're, they're, these companies are charging that, mm -hmm. that, um, you know, legal zoom, I think is probably, I don't know if they're 1700, but, <clears throat> they charge a nice a nice buck to do that so i get their aspect on it too like there's uh, okay so there's an aspect of my business i i hate bookkeeping i yeah. don't like it it is my least favorite thing and i pay a bookkeeper i pay her to consolidate everything i pay her to make sure the taxes are all right i make pay her to do all of that kind of stuff and to me it's absolutely worth it could i do it myself yes yeah Will I? Probably not as good as her, you know. And is it worth it for that amount of time that I'm not going to spend doing it? Right. Yes. Uh, absolutely worth paying her. Yeah. So I, you know, taxes. How many people do their own Ugh. taxes versus pay an accountant to do their taxes? You know, like that's one of those things where it's, to me, it's worth it to pay someone else to deal with it. I don't want to deal with the headache of it. I just want to hand you all the stuff and be like, here you go put it together and file it for me. Yeah. Does that look correct? Sure. I'll sign it. Like, uh, so I get it. Like even on your buddy's aspect, you know, yes, he could have followed the steps, but would he? 
Well, no. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> so paying the seventeen hundred dollars was they, worth it if his business came out on top and legal and profitable and all of that. Then, you yeah. know, I would chalk it up to someone who doesn't, to someone who doesn't research this process and do it themselves. I think there's an even bigger problem where they're just not problem solvers yeah. because none of these, none of that step, none of that process is complicated. No. I mean, if you have to do, have to, you know weave through some legalese but you can easily google what the meaning of these words are if you aren't clear oh, yeah. on these things so it's it's like <laughs> okay but hold on we can relate that to something else we do photography you can take a picture on your cell phone yeah <laughs> so why hire me like i could literally prop my cell phone up over there take my picture and call it good and there's my boudoir photos or you can hire somebody that does all the other back end stuff so i mean so it's kind of still the same thing where you could do it yourself or you can hire a professional to do it because you don't necessarily have the skills, talent, background to be able to do that. Agreed. Although <laughs> like you you don't here's the, the here's the thing. My my work experience started when I was super young in a factory and I had a boss who told me that at a really young age, I was like 16 or 17. He told me that every place I go that I need to work myself out of whatever job I'm doing. And then I just looked at him and I said, how do you do that? And I said, well, you learn what you're doing and then you start learning other stuff. And then if you have a quality manager that will identify that you can learn new things and take on more responsibility, if he is a good manager, then you will be rewarded. So what I took that to mean is like, yes, if you're a business owner, you don't have to be an expert bookkeeper. You don't have to be an expert anything, but you sort of have to know how to do it. You have to have the basics. You have to know, you have to know the basics so that when someone comes along and says, hey, let me do this for you, then you can then say, okay, I have the basic gist of how to do whatever it is. Yes. And then that person just won't take advantage of you. I mean, yes. how many people I mean, get taken advantage of because they, the they don't know the basics of whatever it is like you have to, you know, be, <clears throat> you know, the saying is, um, a Jack of all trades is a master of none is a master of none. But, Oh, what's the rest of that saying? Uh, so I don't know. Far I could better than a master of, of none one, of one of one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Jack of all trades, is a master of none, but far better than a master of one. So yes, like in, <laughs> that's so funny. Cause it's <laughs> like, people just remember that first part, mm -hmm. but it's like, you still have to, you know, yeah. Dip your toes into every aspect of your business. And you know, it's so funny. We're having this really interesting business conversation and it is, if, you know, it is centered around taking, taking pictures. I find that really. <laughs> well, there's so much of, of, you know, what I do that is, I couldn't do without knowing the business aspect of it, yeah. you know? So, and I mean, like I said, I watch other photographers who just do it for fun or, you know, or they are really good. God, there's some that are really good and they're just not charging their worth, but they also don't know the business side of it. And yeah. so to me, they, you know, they get burnout and they, you know, lose so much of it because they don't know the rest. Right. They're losing out on that. How long have you been here in uh, the in the Seattle area? I've been here two and a half years. Oh, OK. Wow. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I didn't we what's um, it's Strawberry Boudoir. Yep. Strawberry Boudoir Photography. We'll do a little intro at the beginning to get that out there. And okay. then, then it'll be about right there, too. 
perfect. <laughs> so that's a great name, Strawberry. So that actually came my nickname up in Alaska. Like people didn't oh. even know my real name. They all knew me as Strawberry or Berry everywhere I went. And so when I went to go name my business, originally I had my landscape, corporate photography, all of that business. That was Earthly Desires Photography. And then I was like, I can't have somebody who's looking for family photos also looking at boudoir <laughs> photos and vice versa. So I was like, I need to separate them. I need to put yeah. under two different names. And I went with Strawberry Boudoir Photography. And what's been really cool about it is every single one of my clients gets a photo with a strawberry. So that has been kind of my little trademark oh, knack. Yeah. You know. I saw one with the whip. Yeah. So there's a bunch. There's a bunch. I mean, all of my clients. I've, I think I've missed like three clients over the years. Um of not getting their strawberry picture just because we got into everything else and it just went past me and I forgot about it. But yeah, they're, they all have photos of it and people pick their strawberry pictures so often. And when I first started, I never thought much about it, but strawberries are sensual, yeah. you know, and eating things is sensual food is sensual. So seeing that, and I mean, every time I have a partner come in to do a reveal with their, you know, like, so if, Client A, Lindsay, comes in and her you know, husband comes in to see the photos. He almost always picks one of the strawberry pictures as mm -hmm. one of his absolute favorites, you know, and even the clients themselves do. But it's interesting. The partners almost always pick one of the strawberries. Nice. Yeah. Um, you know, you said so. Stra I've, I mean, I know now you have red hair. So the strawberry came in. Yeah. What do <laughs> would you have preferred a strawberry nickname or cinnamon? I don't know. I The only nickname I ever had that had to do with my hair color was strawberry. With strawberry. But what's <laughs> funny that you say that is I always joke around like, you know, you have salt and pepper hair. I'll never have salt and pepper hair. I'll be cinnamon and sugar. <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> in in Spanish, if, if you're a Mexican and you have red hair, they call you cinnamon. Oh, OK. And the best boxer of a few generations, he has... He's really, really light skinned mm -hmm. and red hair. His name, his nickname is Canelo. Okay, which is the male version of it's. It's the word cinnamon, but yeah, but the male version. But of the it. male version of it. Yeah. Um. That that's that's funny. So, <laughs> you know, we've mentioned boudoir a couple of times. Tell the listeners what that is exactly. So, boudoir photography um, is uh, ultimately it's photography of a client. I guess feeling sexy and sensual and beautiful within themselves. So the, you can look at it a couple of ways. I look at it as I get to watch women fall in love with themselves in the most raw, natural forms, you know, and also looking and feeling sexy and amazing. And it's, it's kind of hard to like envelop it all into one thought because there's so many thoughts on it. Some people are like, oh, it's just, you know, it's like porn or whatever. And it's like, no, no, it's not. It's mm. so much more than that. It is showing a woman that they are beautiful just the way they are, you know, and down to the, their sexiest little underwear or, you know, even in a T-shirt or naked between the sheets or whatever the case may be, you know, however however they present themselves to me and whatever their comfort levels are, they get to feel and look amazing and beautiful and sexy the way they are. That is a With great... With a little extra hair and makeup. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had a client say, I want to book, but I need to lose 10, 15 pounds. Always. <laughs> I literally had one this morning. My, yeah. I had one this morning. She said, when I get back in shape, I'm going to come up, fly up there and book with you, you know, and do a photo shoot with you. And, you know, I, I will tell you, I'm at my heaviest right now that I've been in like five years. And I just did my own photo shoot like two months ago. 
absolutely worth it. <laughs> I love all the photos. I, you know, am I comfortable with the way I am right now? Yes, because I love myself. But at the same time, I know I'm squishier than I, you know, normally am. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, gross. You know, I look at myself sometimes and I'm like, oh, this is so disappointing. But at the same time, it's where I am now. Yeah. You know, and so I tell people all the time, I'm like, I'm not going to, you're not going to see that 10, 15 pounds in the camera. You're not, you're not, I am really good at my posing, my angles and my lighting so that you're not going to see that. And getting trust for that is, well, uh, you might find it easy, but it's, it's kind of hard, maybe because I'm a guy It mm -hmm. and, um, the, 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 the Budrasha shoots that I have done. <clears throat> the building that trust to say, you know, trust me. Yes. <laughs> you know, this is what this light is for. This is why I have been, this is when I tell you to arch your back, like it, your life depended on it. Like there is a reason, <laughs> there is a reason for that. Yeah. Um. But luckily when I show the photos, it's so that look on a client's face it's so empowering, isn't it? it? Like they oh. just loosen up. They oh. just relax and then just so, trust the process. This is part of yeah, trust the process. So this is part of the part of my one of my favorite things when I'm when I'm doing photography. And I've had clients come in who, you know, are models. I've had clients that come in are super self you know, like confident, you know, in their in their body and their abilities, whether they are a size zero or a size six X, it doesn't matter. I've had every gamut. I literally had a client about the one that you saw, the one, the post that you saw, mm. she came into my studio in tears, shaking, so nervous, so anxious, so scared. She was probably one of the most anxious and nervous clients I've ever had to date, ever. You, and you saw her pictures. Yeah, they were great. They were great. So right off the bat, she was... It was a it oh was, so it nervous nerve wracking experience for yeah. at the start. So I always say it's like watching a flower bloom though. So they they all kind of come in a little bit tight. Even the even the most confident ones, you know, they all come in a little bit tight and a little bit like mm, I'm not sure what's happening here and I'm not sure if I'm really comfortable. And then they kind of start to bloom just that little bit yeah. and they see their hair and makeup and it's like a little burst of you know bloom. <laughs> and then I you know we get in the studio and have them in their lingerie and take a few pictures and I turn that camera around. And that flower opens up even more. And I keep turning that camera around and showing them the whole time through. So they get to keep seeing themselves. And all of a sudden, by the time they're, you know, partway through their shoot, and every every girl opens up at a different point. You know, right. some of them are five minutes in. Some of them are 50 minutes in. You know, at that point, I'm like, can we redo the whole first part? Like, now there's this, <laughs> this badass bitch in front of me that's, like, ready to do it. You know, but they all open up, every right. single one of them. And it is the most, like... I don't know, the most pleasurable thing to see. Well, it's like instant, set of instant gratification for our, on our end. Oh, yeah. And then it uh, it's reassurance on their end that we're telling them the truth. Yes. And it, <laughs> it so in my experience, I found it a lot easier to photograph women than it is men mm -hmm. because men don't trust me. Okay. I've done shoots with guys where I mean, and it's not doudoir. Male boudoir. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not called doudoir. That's a very like negative connotation on oh, it because it? it is because most of the time if you look up doudoir, okay, it's going to be some heavy set dude in a pair of overalls pouring beer on himself or oh, in a bath of bacon or something where it's funny. <laughs> so which is fine. There is a there's definitely a market for that for the funny goofy side of it and yeah. still feeling good about yourself. But at the same time. 
why is it that you have to be goofy to be sexy also? Oh, okay. I'm I've I'm I'm separated from the new Does, terms in, in Yeah, in so it's just male boudoir. Male boudoir, okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it used to be called just boudoir. I know, but I someone kinda educated me on that and I was like, okay, I get that. All right. Yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah. Um, no. So these shots are just like fashion, our lifestyle outside. And then I'll show them the back from, a, you know, from a picture that I really liked. And they're like, no, I don't like the way my head is, 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 is uh, angled, angled. And <laughs> like, no, my left shoelace doesn't look right. I'm like, oh, my goodness. So <laughs> I really if, if I get a guy asking me to to get some shots, I really, really have to think about it because they are such a pain. It's I, I don't enjoy it. So I have a whole different aspect with guys. Uh, okay, so I have I have the whole gamut with guys, as you can imagine, being a boudoir photographer, and I'm sure you've seen my website, <laughs> that I get guys that are serious about it. They want to do photos. They want to feel amazing about themselves. They want a gift for their wife, their girlfriend, their partner, their boyfriend, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And those ones are a pleasure to work with, and they're amazing. I'm very clear about my guidelines from the moment that – the very first moment we talk on the phone to when they're in my studio, I'm like, look, I do not touch men from neck to knees. I will not touch you at all when there's any clothes off. I will adjust clothing while they are on. That is it. You know, I'm very clear about that um, because I have to be. Because I also get the other side where I get a guy that's like, oh, well, um, what happens if I get hard? I'm like, well, that's normal. You know, that that can happen. You're having <laughs> underwear on and off or things like that. Like, I get it. That's not a problem. Oh, well, will you help? And you're blocked. Like, yes. Hmm. I get all of those questions. That is something else. Yeah. So I get that a lot. <laughs> like, a lot. <laughs> oh, so for me, the males that do work with me trust me. I trust them. I always meet them ahead of time. I actually met one last night. Um, I'll meet them at a bar or a coffee shop or Target or wherever the case may be so that I'm comfortable with them since right. they're coming into my home and into my studio so that I know they're not like some sort of creepy weirdo. They don't give me the wrong vibes from the get-go. If that was the case, I would cancel everything right then and there. We're not going to work together. Have you I had can to cancel? I have. Well, yeah, like I have. And I and I met. gave them. Yep. And I gave them another photographer's name. I'm like, I'm sorry, I just don't have any availability for you. Here's a guy that might be able to help you. Hmm. And I'll refer them to a man. I'm like, nope, you just gave me the wrong vibes. Like, yeah. it's not cool. You know, because I'm not in this to um, help them. That is so. I've never heard of that before. Oh, yeah. That is all the time. You know, oh, guys are some guys are. <clears throat> oh, girls, too. I get some really random ones from girls, too. So not quite as many, but I get a few that are like, you know, I don't know. Sometimes I don't know if they're actually girls. Sometimes I think they're guys posing to be girls because, you know, that happens too. It's the Internet. They can do anything they want. But I'll get like questions like, oh, you know, me and my partner would like to, uh, you know, handcuff each other. Would that be a problem? No, that's fine. You can do that. I I have cuffs or you can bring in your own, you know, safety and uh all of that is priority, you know, of course, you know, so I'm like, okay, that's, that's fine. We can do all of that. And then that'll be like, well, will you cuff us? Well, I can cuff you if I need to, but I, you know, I usually let you guys do that. That's kind of part of the photos. You know, we can take pictures of it, whatever. Well, will you cuff both of us? And I'm like, well, what are you doing for photos? Like that, if I, if you're Mm. both cuffed and then they're like, will you join (sighs) <sighs> no, 
no, that's not what I do. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Um, do you have anyone? So hair and makeup. So mm-hmm. do you have more people on set when you take these types of photos? With specifically men, women, both. Yeah, like, it depends. Um, I've I've had so I actually my hair and makeup uh, artist is amazing. Her name's Kaylee, and she was going to be here today, but she had to work. Uh, she has a different. She is also uh, also works at Ulta. Um, of course, hair and makeup, right? <laughs> no, she's absolutely incredible. She has the best personality and everything. And so there's been a few times with male shoots that I've had her like where I just maybe I there was one guy I I did not meet ahead of time and I was like, "Hey, can you be here? That would make me feel more comfortable." Now she's like 5'2" and this tiny little thing. Like she's going to do anything. I wasn't really worried about that. It's just more of the aspect of there's a second person. Yeah. You know. This um, is kind of like a a doctor needing a nurse in the room yeah. when they're like that type of. It's It kind of is, you know. And so mm. there's been a few times where I've had her there during photo shoots just, just to be sure, you know. But other than that, most of the time, no. Because like I said, I'll, I get to the point where I, I meet them. I, I mean, the guy last night, I sat and talked to him for, I don't know, maybe 45 minutes over a beer. And then it was like, okay, peace out. I'll see you later, you know. What did he, if I, if, if you can. What's that? If you can say. What, what was he looking to do? He was he wants to get professional photos to up his dating game for like Bumble and Tinder and things like oh. that. So he wants some professional photos. He doesn't even necessarily want like nude, maybe like maybe with a shirt off or something like that. But that's about as far as he wants to go. And oh. then that's fine. Um, he just really wants to up his dating game. I'm like, OK, 23 year old kid. Nice. You know, moved here a couple years ago and just has a hard time getting you know, not a hard time. I mean, but it's as he explained to me, he's like, you know, dating apps are 80 percent male, 20 percent female. So you're really fighting for that attention right. of those few females that are on there. He's like, so I want to up my game. I'm like, OK. Oh, there's so much uh, sociological. Is that the word? Mm-hmm. Conversations about things like that. Oh, yeah. About how all of the, you know, 10 men are competing for the attention of one of one woman. Yeah, that's man. I'm glad I don't have to. My my wife and I have been together for 20 years now, just about 20 years. Oh, nice. Like I can't even imagine. I couldn't imagine that is like trying to go out and date and do all of that stuff right now. No way. It's like it's too much work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah, that's the. And do you do you market that type of service like, hey. I hadn't marketed like to males specifically for that. Uh, I may actually after this, I may you know come up with like a special package pricing or something specifically for that. But as of right now, I've not done anything like that because I haven't had to. Mm. I mean, who's the bulk of your women clients? Women, and, women, and, and, and couples, and it's boudoir stuff. Yes, boudoir photos. Yes, <clears throat> and ninety percent of it's done, if not more, in the studio. So, which is the lower half of my house. So it makes it easy. I work from home. My commute's like 14 stairs. <laughs> you have a, I mean, the, the, all of those photos on your website, those sets look amazing. Those they, sets look really good. It's a lot of fun. Um. So yeah, you get to, you get to decorate a ton. I do. You should see the upstairs <laughs> of my house. It's all white walls. There's not even a picture hung. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. But the downstairs is gorgeous. All the attention goes downstairs. <laughs> it really does. I'm bad about it. Hmm, I'm going to have to ask you for your opinion on how to maximize this space down here. Depends on what your goal is with it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's the hard part. You got to figure out what your goal is I with it. I don't know. I don't, I, my style has changed, I think, a couple times over the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I in my old studio I could do I could do full body. Mm-hmm. I could stand I you know I had a lot of space and big ceiling so I could do a three light setup and it could look you yeah. know, look good. But I can't do that here. So I <clears throat> I did a lot of black and white like okay. dramatic type of stuff. Yeah. Trying to be artsy, I guess. Uh and then it went to just face. Like I really like pictures of the face. Oh, I do. Like too. eyes. Mhm. So that's one of my favorite things, like being able to see everybody's eyes. And I think that's one reason why I say I'm very face-focused yeah. photographer. I really love to see people's eyes and their face and their smile and, you know, just soft touch on their face where they're just drawing that attention right there, you yeah. know. And they may be in lingerie, but your focus is their face. Yeah. Yeah, I dig that. Yeah. I, a little bit is because it's easy. It's easier than figuring out. Where the rest of their how the rest of their body is going to be? Oh positioned. no, the rest of their body is very important in what I do. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm lazy. Oh, I'm even like, nope. Point your toes, even though even though my face or their face is my absolute focus yeah. in that picture. I'm like, point your toes. Okay, move that hand. Oh. You look like you have an amputated <laughs> arm. Like, move your arm. You know, like, nope. Do this. Push the boobs together. You know, the whole thing. And you know, it's still oh, maybe very. Gonna, you're gonna get. I'm gonna listen to this again and then say, <laughs> all right, I need to pay more attention. Um, So that was actually something I had to learn in doing this. Um, I would take the pictures and I was so focused on one thing in the picture that I left everything in the background. Like the background was a mess or their feet looked weird or they looked like they had no toes or their arm was missing. And so in doing the edits and doing the reveals, which, you know, the in-person sales with the people basically, um, but showing them their edited pictures, I was like, Oh, I could have done better there, you know, or in the edits. Oh, my gosh. I will look and I'll be like, why is that strap twisted? I wish I would have fixed her hair. I wish that flyaway wasn't there. So that is all something I look at before even grabbing my camera. I get them down in their complete pose. Like I actually pose all the poses for my clients first. So I show them. I'm like, this is what I'm looking for. Here's where I'm going to stand to photograph you so you can see what I'm looking for. So I get down. I pose all the the poses first. So if I'm going to do back, you know, if they're going to do a back arch, I'm going to do a back arch. And I'm going to show them how it is, you know, how to do it, where I want their arms, why I want their arms there. And then once they get down into that position, then I adjust everything else. I adjust their feet. I adjust their legs and make sure that, you know, they don't look like they have vacation hot dog legs. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, you know, adjust that. I make sure their hands look right. They're not tense and they're not, you know, fists soft or soft hands. Soft yeah, hands. Soft touches. <laughs> so, yeah, all of that kind of stuff. I call it Barbie toes. So we Barbie toes. Yeah. We have soft hands. We have, you know, tits pressed up nice and high. So they're perky in all of the right ways. And, and if they're bigger chested i know how to make it look like they're not falling off to the sides because that's a thing that's important it is important yeah you know like nobody wants a picture of their boob in their armpit <laughs> i'm sorry they just don't you know well at least you don't want to pay a considerable investment for that exactly you know and this is an investment for these people yeah. you know but you know their hair of course you know all of that kind of stuff i lay it out and then and i always look at the background and i'm like oh that plant needs to be moved or there's something on the floor right here because I don't want to edit it in every single picture. I don't want to edit that there's a, a twig on my floor right. in every single picture. I, I'm i not doing it. I will move it first. I have learned my lessons. <laughs> one thing one thing that I've noticed lately, even in just watching YouTube videos, is that who's ever in the video, if they're wearing a black shirt or a dark colored shirt, they didn't take two seconds to lint roll. Mm-hmm. And they have whether it be dandruff or whether it just whatever it is, but they have all of these white specks Mm -hmm. all over their shirt and it drives me nuts. Mm -hmm. It's like, 
I mean, you're talking like lately I've been on this watch kick, you know, watching videos about <clears throat> Rolexes and mm -hmm. APs. And it's like you're talking to me about a hundred thousand dollar watch. And, and you look you like look, you didn't do your laundry. You, <laughs> yeah. You look like you didn't care to, you know. Um, so, yeah, lint roller is a uh, for sure on any shoot mm -hmm. um, that I do. You know, it. Speaking I of have that. I have my lint roller, but my big thing is wrinkles. I have to like de-wrinkle all my sheets because I use all satin oh. sheets. So I like soft wrinkles in it, not the foldy wrinkles, you know. Well, that must be a to keep I have a dryer in in the basement. In the thing? Yeah. So like 10 minutes I, in there and they come out. I, do you have to do that? Downy wrinkle release. I do it while they're getting their hair and makeup done. I kind of mm. look at them and I'm like, okay, what color sheets am I going to use with them? Because certain colors are going to wash people out. You know, yeah. I I would not put you on blush, you know, rose sheets. It mm. it may be a pretty color Definitely on you, blush. but as a guy, I wouldn't do that. For you, I'd probably pick like a royal blue or an emerald green well. or silver. <laughs> You Picturing know. me in one of these male boudoir photos. I just <laughs> I'm just looking at your coloring. and, But yeah, that's, you know, so I pick the color while they're getting their hair and makeup done. I kind of look at what they came in and color wise for the for what they have on, yeah. you know, and what color scheme is going to kind of work best with their skin and, and really make them pop on there. And so then I make sure to go put those sheets in the dryer and Man, your attention to detail is out of this world. Oh, well, thank you. That's good. <laughs> as long as it's not on myself, I'm good. <laughs> No, that the, <clears throat> the you'll have you seen the documentary on Netflix about Bill Gates and all of the investments he's been doing all over the world? I have not. So he did I this don't documentary. Watch TV. Yeah, that's a, that's a good <laughs> thing. He did this documentary, and I'm I, this is when he was still married, and but for some reason they might have been fighting because I don't think they were in any scenes together. They were inter being interviewed separately. I don't, okay. I don't remember them being in the same room. Well, anyway, so Melina, is that her name? Yeah, I think so. Melina was wearing a silk blouse. Mm -hmm. Total sweat pit stains. Oh, my gosh. For the whole thing. And I, I looked at it and I just turned I just turned to, to, to Lori and I said, are you telling me that there is no one on this set? That noticed that and With, said something to her you know or what? changed I, her shirt. I kind of think that they did see it. They just didn't have the balls to tell her that she <sighs> needed to change or maybe put on some deodorant. Well, no change because it was wet. Like it was yeah. full on. I mean, like I've done I've done photo shoots like that. And, you know, like my uh, like I said, Kaylee, she'll kind of stay and she'll do behind the scenes stuff every once in a while for videos. And yeah. I'll look at one and I'm like, I'm not using that because the same reason, you know, it's like, you know, I'm working down there and I keep it warm. For my clients who are in yeah. lingerie, well, I'm sweating, you know, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, you know, and so like I'll see it and I'm like, okay, we're just <laughs> not gonna use that video <laughs> or we'll crop it right hey, here. We have that in common. I sweat too when I take pictures. It's yeah, I don't know. It's, it's not work. Even, it's work, and, and it, it's like mental work. I sweat even when it's mental work. It is. So it's kind of funny that you say that. Like you know, obviously I I shoot boudoir, I shoot couples, I shoot men, but. One of the things I shoot that I get asked about a lot is I shoot erotic photos, photo shoots, uh, especially with couples specifically. Mm. You know, so they'll come in and they're enjoying their time and all of that. And I get asked the question all the time, like, isn't it really hot? Like, doesn't it turn you on? And I'm like, no, I'm working. <laughs> like, I don't think you understand the aspect of this. I am working. I'm looking at the lighting. <laughs> I'm cynical. like, okay, is this the right 
angle for this. Okay, nope, I need to move here. And then I look at the lighting and I make them stop. I direct them. I'm like, okay, stop, lift up, lift up a little more, lift up. Okay, right there. Hold it. I get my picture. I get back out, you know, let them kind of do their thing. But like, it's all work to me. Right. I'm looking at two bodies. I don't care what they're doing. I am looking at two bodies and lighting and angles and camera settings. And <laughs> So run, run that process down for us. It, a couple comes to you. It's like, Erica, we want some erotic photos taken of ourselves. Um, what do you say? So it's, it is one of the things I offer. Like I said, um, I did have, I did change my pricing structure a little bit for that specifically. So they could, they kind of see it ahead of time, but I, I go ahead and charge what my album price is for the photo shoot itself. Mm. So it's a much higher cost just to even get into it. So I know they're serious. I know they're not just exhibitionists trying to get off on me taking pictures and then they're going to walk out my door because like I said before, if I take their pictures on just the session fee, I have now paid them to do pictures. Yeah. So that has made it so it's only serious inquiries, which is really nice. Um, but what happens is they message me and they're like, hey, do you do this type of photography? I'm like, absolutely. You know, uh, let's talk about it. And we talk about different comfort levels and we talk about consent, obviously. You know, I'm like, it has to be consensual parties. And most of the time it's husband and wife. I've had boyfriend and girlfriend, things like that, too. I've had questions about other things, you know, like, can I bring in two girls? I'm like, sure, whatever. You know, I have done two males. I've done two females. I've done the whole thing. But anyway, so we talk about it ahead of time. And it's, you know, like, okay, so this is kind of how the process goes. While she's getting her hair and makeup done, I'll bring you into the studio as a male or the partner or whatever and do some photos with you specifically. That will be a surprise for her in the end in the reveal hmm. um, and get some nice photos of them. Men don't often have professional photos taken anyway. So we're just going to use male-female couple as an example yeah. here. So anyway, I'll take the male into the studio, do a couple of pictures of them where they like, you know, look classy, they look sexy, they look handsome, they look all of that. You know, they might get some like teasy pictures, but nothing like nothing even below the waist at that point. Like I, I won't do it without their wife or whatever in right. there. I'm not I'm not pushing those <laughs> buttons. So and, the and they but in the they also know the same rules. I don't touch men neck to knees. It's not going to happen. But anyway, so. We do theirs while she's getting her hair and makeup done, um, and then we end up bringing her in, and they, you know, get to see each other, whatever. She's all dolled up, and so I'll pose them in certain ways, specifically more coupled boudoir ways, where it's not as erotic. It's more sensual. It's more beautiful. It's more of their connection. Get some laughs going, um, and then I'll have her do something like lick your way down his chest, you know, grab his boxers with your teeth. You know, that kind of stuff where it's kind of the start of the tease. And then I'm like, right. okay, change positions. So I basically make them tease each other for probably a solid hour first. And then I'm like, and then Holy I just kind of set them free. Well, because I can get all those photos right. done without everything else going on. Because once that stuff starts to go on, hair and makeup's going to get messed up. You know yeah. what I mean? So, like, I kind of have to, I pose it all in there first. Yeah. The staging get the, needs to be done first. Yes. Yeah, so I get the staging done. And then I'm like, okay, have fun. I'll you know, jump in and take pictures where here and there, you know, but I, I usually, I usually kind of keep my distance. I don't want to interrupt things. I want to be able to, you know, not record like video, but like record their, their time together, but in a trying not to be in an interrupting type of way. Now I will get depending on the shots they want, because they'll specifically tell me a lot of times they're like, look, I specifically want a shot doggy style where I'm looking down and I want to see the entry and all, you know, okay, cool. I got you, you know, so I get right over his shoulder and I've got the camera angled there and I'm like taking pictures and I'm like, okay, back up a little, you know, I mean, like I 
get right there and take the pictures. And then I step back because I also know that a lot of men aren't going to stay hard for that yeah, whole that process of, of the interruptions. That is, that was, that was going to be my next question is once they actually start having sex, do you, you know, give direction and I do like move, you know, I do. I'll make them change positions. I'm like, okay, we have enough in this position. Let's swap, um, you know, put her on top or, you know, go to move to doggy style or do you guys want to go over to the chair or, you know, whatever so that we have a variety. So it's not just all the same picture over and over, you know, if it's we'll say missionary. If they're just going missionary, I can only do so many angles Yeah, <laughs> to get any pictures there. So I'm like, nope, swap. You know, so I'll have them swap out. and That can be... I'm trying to... Env- I'm trying to envision if I were to do that. Like, I'm... I'm kind of big. And that would be... In I their presence. So I, I'm big. I'm 6'3". <laughs> I'm not a little person. I get right. I get right up in there and I take my picture and I get back out. And the the conclusion. Mm-hmm. So, um, I would say a little more than half the time there's a finish, and when there is, I'm like, I that's discussed ahead of time usually too. Like, where do you want to, you know, if 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 this comes to conclusion, where do you want that to be, to be. so that I can take pictures? Are you gonna stay inside? Are you gonna go on her tummy are you going to go on her chest like what yeah. what do you want you know so i will we discuss that ahead of time and so it's usually pretty obvious when it's about to happen i mean <laughs> so i prep for it get them in the right position or whatever and then yeah. actually i'm i'm in, i'm impressed with myself right now that i have not asked you just completely childish questions you can ask whatever but you want i will ask this question <laughs> It's like, how far away do you be? How far away are you? Because what if fluids? What um, if, uh, you know, you catch. Well, I mean, shrapnel. usually I, I, I'm not in that angle. I won't be. I won't be at that angle. I'm off to the side a little where it's like, unless it's going, you know, are outsides. You like, are you like the front row of a Gallagher show? Where it's just full of like face mask and plastic poncho. You would think so. But no, no, I haven't had to do that yet. So. No, I've been, I, I think I've been lucky in, in, you know, keeping my aim. I mean, you can't be right in front of it when it happens anyway. You're not going to get any pictures of anything. So you have to be off to the side to get the lighting right and everything anyway. So it works. <laughs> Has anyone said, like, I want a dramatic shot, like at a super high shutter speed where it's just like. I don't even know that I would do that. That would be really, I mean, I mean, I've gotten pictures of like drips or things like that but like yeah no usually it's if like okay going into it um if if they want it to be where it's shown um i have like one client she they finished on on her chest and she was on her knees and so you know we got to the point where we were about to finish we got her on her knees he's helping himself along there a little bit she's helping him along a little bit you know and then she's in front of my window so it's all lit up you know Mm backlit so very sexy very beautiful very classy shot you know or it's just just her profile you know with that now if you didn't know what that was you wouldn't know maybe it looks like honey you know Mm. you wouldn't necessarily know (laughs) she knows so what do these couples do with these photos um they keep them in albums they keep them in albums that's i mean i don't know called me digital and albums so i don't have one here like that's just a sample album of my work. There's nothing like that in there, but <laughs> anytime a photographer talks about an album, 
Like, you know you're going to be in that top. This is the one here. Oh, God, I can't even get it over to you. It's heavy. <laughs> here, ready? I'll work with you. There you go. Holy cow, that's a great There's book. a ribbon right there. If you pull the ribbon up, it'll pull the book up. There you go. <clears throat> so, the, yep, the glass is the front. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, so they'll get them in albums. So one of the things that I offer for these clients specifically, and well, like I said, I give them a package pricing, is they can get like a, we'll say like an 8 by 8 or 10 by 10 album of their boudoir pictures that their kids could come across, and it would not be like, you know, life-changing for their children you know <laughs> we're not going to be paying for psychologists here or whatever therapy um and then i give them a smaller album or a, a separate album that is like their naughty album so that is one of the options i offer them and so they can have their their naughty album and uh, keep it more hidden yeah this is the kind of style that i like this one like overhead yes the one in the middle mm -hmm. um I when I did when I've done my shoots, I take a super duper duper extra. I don't even know what the right term for it is. Everything that I ask, I think about it a ton, a ton, a ton because I don't want there to be any miscommunication or misunderstanding. Yeah. Mostly, okay. <clears throat> and when I've done mine, I've encouraged them to bring someone. Okay. So I've had a few that I've Which done is really good. they bring their boyfriends. And one of them was annoying because it, it, they're about an hour. Mine are about an hour. Mm -hmm. An hour shoot. Like just an yeah. hour. And then about half an hour in, he's like, man, I didn't know this was going to take this long. Let's hurry up. Let's hurry up. And she was starting to feel pressured and yes. it kind of went downhill. But <clears throat> so... so yeah, I have I have yeah, people that's beautiful. that thank you. I have I have a clients that will ask if they can bring a friend or a boyfriend or something like that. And they're like, look, they're not going to participate. They're just there for moral support. And I'm like, your friends are welcome as long as they are positive in that environment. If they're mm. not, I will ask them to leave and keep quiet. They can talk all they want. We we <laughs> laugh. We talk. Oh my gosh, we laugh so much in the studio and we dance. We got music playing. Like, you know, their friends can have a, a drink with us or whatever. You know, we'll just we just have. But I a, should we, say, don't direct. Yes. Now, I will say, I've had a few times where people, you know, they're like, well, what about this? And I'm like, I hadn't thought of that. Mm. Or that, you're right, that would look really good. Or they'd be like, what, like this angle right here. Because, you know, like they're sitting over there and I'm where you are and she's here. I'm taking a picture of her here. Mm. And she's like, well, but it looks really good from over here. And I walk over there and I'm like, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have moved there otherwise. Yeah. So I don't mind, I guess. I don't know. I'm just, I'm a big people person anyway. But like, so I don't mind when they do it, as long as it's not nonstop or, right. you know, of course we have the rule of like, they can't, they can take some, a few behind the scenes pictures, but they're not going to be over my shoulder taking pictures right. with me. Like that's not okay. You know, but I, especially if it's Jarena. Now I specifically, I tell them that their friends can't take any pictures unless I usually like if I know them. Hmm. So like I've had a lot of clients who have brought in their friends or, you know, things like that. And so, you know, they'll be You'll be like, hey, do you want me to get some behind the scenes pictures? And I'm like, yeah, I would love that. Thank you. Like the one that you were looking at from above yeah. was Ava. And so she's come in for a couple of shoots and she'll do like behind the scenes pictures, you know, during the process for me or things like that. So, of course, I don't mind that at all because then I have pictures of me doing work and I can use on my social media. So. Right. No, that's fair. I mean, that's all. I mean, when I went to your website and saw the stuff that you did, I'm like, man, this stuff is so good. Thank you. And I thought, yeah, let's see if she'll want to come <clears throat> come over about 10 years ago or so i was super into the f 
photography educating educator mm-hmm. era. Yeah. Um, well, cre- are you familiar with Creative Live? Yeah. So they're here. Oh, they're, okay. They're 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 for they're Chase Jarvis. Okay. His Creative Live studio was here, and I was on one of their shows, and it was with a a for, it was with a photography business advisor named Skip Cohen. Okay. And uh, it was a whole lot of fun. We got to talk about the business side of photography and how to, you know, it's the, the, what was the catchphrase? It's like, go, when to quit your job and go pro or one of those things. Yeah. And then uh, they just had a bunch of photographers on. And I don't even, are they around anymore? I don't even know. They, they, I think they moved to San Francisco at the wrong time. Oh. And all of these master class type of businesses popped up and I, yeah. I haven't heard anything, but I still have a bunch of videos of all of, of a lot of the, their educators and <clears throat> it was so much, it was so much and everyone was selling something. It's still like that. Is it? Absolutely. There's, I, I will say I've bought, I've bought some and there are some that I was like, I was almost there. I was going to buy it, but it was so much money and I was just starting out and I was like, so anybody can buy the education and not implement it. And then you just spend a bunch of money. If you implement it, you know, will it work for you? Probably. I mean, some parts of it will definitely work for you. You may have to, you know, change it for yourself. But for me, when I was starting, I, I followed all those people. I, you know, went to their like groups in, you know, on Facebook and things like that. And I, you know, saw what people were writing and I read it and I absorbed it and I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that. Okay. I am going to do this. Okay. This is smart. I need to remember this, Mm. you know, and I bookmarked things and I looked everything up. And so I learned a lot of the things that they do without ever actually having to take the classes. Right. But that's, I mean, again, I was a stay at home mom. I had the time to do that. I wasn't, you know, working a 40 hour a week job and, you know, and then trying to do this on my side, it was, this was what I was doing. And I have so much. I have so many of those DVDs. I have the books. Yeah. I bought all of that stuff. And I don't know, a lot of the DVDs, I don't think I've opened. Yeah. There's some, I mean, there's some really amazing <laughs> ones. Um, there's an erotic photographer group that I follow and, you know, she sells some education on the side. Now, like that, one of the things actually going back to that, she's huge on 2257 compliance. Are you even familiar with that is? No. Okay. So the 2257 compliance is um, if you're shooting anything that is erotic in any way, shape, or form, even somebody eating a strawberry, you have to get a, like, because that's considered sexual, I guess, or if they're topless or if they're in bondage gear or anything like that, you have to get 2257 compliance which is getting a copy of their ID, making sure that they are legally 18 years old and make sure they're consenting and anywhere they are sharing, you have to like have uh, all their websites written down of anywhere that they plan on sharing Mm. any of the work as well as yourself. So, and you have to keep a copy of that ID and all of that information for seven years. Hmm. So, yeah. So that's another thing that I also have to do, especially for the erotic shoots, but even- Is that that federal? Is that a, mm -hmm, a federal thing? It is. Wow, I didn't know that. Yep, that's okay. A lot of photographers don't, but that's one of the education groups that yeah. I follow and that I learned this from. I mean, I have a release, but I didn't take yeah. pictures of IDs. I didn't do that. Yeah. So, yeah, you're supposed to have, like, a copy of their ID and all of that for 
so long and yeah and it has to be done before the shoot not after it's not something you can do, do after mm-hmm. Just, that's nuts because if What's, not like i could <clears throat> i could get flagged for making porn right that's that's what it is ultimately so they're probably trying to protect underage yes it's exactly what it is yeah so. which i mean uh, i guess that's okay yeah. Like, yeah. Right. If I, if I, I've had a few, I've had a few people in my studio that I was like, all right, you look really young. You said you were 21. And I'm like, you know, so I'll get a copy of their ID just to be sure and make sure I'm safe regardless, because I'm not shooting a 17 year old in any kind of position like that. I'm not going to put myself in that position. Right. So that's, that's scary. Um, what is the weirdest, if you can say like the the most that you hesitated but still went okay what for photo shoots yeah i don't know that i've had any necessarily weird ones i've had i mean to me they're all so different and fun and adventurous i'm trying to think of any specifically weird ones i've done you know burn the dress i've done thruples i've done of course, any gender of couples, and I don't mind any of those things. And I'm trying to think if there was anything specifically weird. I mm, recently I've gotten a bunch of a bunch more requests for, and I'm not sure if I'm on some website somewhere or what. But all of a sudden, like I've been getting all these requests for cross dressers, which is fine. Um, trans, which is fine. I don't have any issues with that. But now all of a sudden they want to do like an erotic with that. So they want like them getting themselves off with toys up there mm -hmm, things like that and i'm like okay do you think they they want those for like only fans content i don't know hmm. or if they just want it for themselves or for their fat life and that's fine i don't necessarily have i don't think i have an issue with it i just have not photographed that specifically oh speaking of only fans have you done have you worked with uh what what do you call someone who is on only fans Sex workers. <laughs> is or, that what they're called? Yeah. I mean, ultimately. Models are, are they models? I don't know. So with people who have OnlyFans pages, yes, I have several. Um, one of my I, I, one of my friends, um, she has an OnlyFans page. So she's in the top 1% of all of OnlyFans. Holy so moly. she makes $400,000 a year um, off of her OnlyFans. And I've done a lot of content with her. Now, we actually kind of hang out on the side. We have children about the same age. And so we'll hang out and the kids will play and we'll go do photos real quick and just concept shoots like if i'm like hey i want to play with you know with a black light let's let's play with a black light like you know just so i have i have a model i have a body there to play with because she's really good at you know at doing that i have a picture over here I'll show you. so the how do you price those um it kind of depends on i guess what the situation is but usually it's just people coming in to do a normal photo shoot and then they're like hey can i you know, share this on OnlyFans, which of course is on my contract um, that they cannot. Oh. And so I have a special release for that. That's the one I'm talking about. So you see why she's easy to work with. She's really easy to work with. And this is in, this is your studio. Mm -hmm. Holy moly. Yeah. That is gorgeous. So, yeah, but, and then I have, I have other girls that come in. Um, I have, I have a guy that actually does OnlyFans too. He's also in the like top, four percent or something like that and i did a big photo shoot for him as well um and you know we just i guess depending on like i said the situation i can't even i couldn't even tell you the pricing on everything because they're mm. it, but, but but i mean is like you're 
when you do that, it's just a I want to do it pricing. I, I want to do a dedicated OnlyFans price list, but I'm really stuck on where to put it because I I see some photographers that do it where they're like, oh, just you know, twenty five hundred dollars a month, and you get X amount, and I'm like. Who has $2,500 extra a month, especially if they're doing OnlyFans? It's usually because they need extra money, not because they already are making $400,000 a year. You know, I'm like, so what about the ones that are just starting out, but they want some good professional content? Like, do I charge like $300 and you get like 10 photos? But then that's not fair to my other clients who are, you know, spending much more than that. You know, and I'm like, I, I so I really struggle with what to do with it mm. for myself. Kind of seems it needs to be tied to how much she's making. Yeah, but is that fair? Either like how like okay, hey, what what's your percentage on only? Show me your OnlyFans. Like, what are we gonna do? Like, cause they might be like, oh, I just started out. You know, maybe they're making a hundred thousand a year. I don't know. It seems like a fair way. Or would it be more along the lines of how much content do they get? How much of my time do they get? Because that's, I mean. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard to decide what to do with pricing on those. But anyway, so I have other girls that have come in who either have an established OnlyFans or who want to do an OnlyFans. And so we kind of talk about, you know, what are you going to charge for your subscription prices? Um, you know, what kind of content are you wanting to provide? What do you want from my content? Like, do you want just this one photo shoot or do you want to come back and do like a digital only type photo shoot just for this you know type of thing and so we kind of t- talk about it in there and we come up with pricing together sometimes on that kind of s- mm. situation so yeah that's I, I can see how that could be tough because you uh, I don't, yeah actually i don't know that is a tough one it is because i you know i mean i'm if i was to give someone 50 photos we'll say like 50 of their digital images. Now, granted, not the albums and all that kind of stuff like that. Still, my 50 digital image package price is $6,500. Yeah. But you're asking me to do it for 500 bucks, you know, or 600 bucks. So it's like 10 bucks an image. So I, again, I'm working for free. You know, I wouldn't provide hair and makeup with that or things like that. But still, I might be providing lingerie. I'm going to be providing food and snacks and that kind of stuff like that. So it's still, it's still the same cost on my end. For the most part. See, that's why if it were based off of how much she's making, it would be you investing in her. Yeah. Which that's that that's something like that seems fair. Like I'm in like this is my normal price. I will do it for this much in hopes that what I make for you will increase your increase revenue. Your revenue. Yeah. So when you do well, I do well. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good old American way. See? Right? <laughs> I could I could I have to talk I'll have to talk to them about that. <laughs> My friend Christine might be like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's let's hope you get, yeah. you know, 500K a month. Right? Wouldn't I'll that be, be right, awesome? I'll be, right, uh, I'll be right there with you. I'll be right there with you. I'll take every picture for you. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> I'm moving in too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I'll photograph your whole day. <laughs> They'll love me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for coming. I think we had, I, I love the fact that the first half of this was how photography and business yeah. and uh, that it's not just taking a picture. It's not just editing. So all of those things have to be considered when we say, oh, my price is X amount. It's like we're 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 a business. We're still providing a service. And, <clears throat> and know, for all those people who are wanting to start a photography business, it's great. You've got to start somewhere, but yeah. you have to realize there's a lot more to it. And uh, we didn't even talk. Did you make the mistake of gear acquisition syndrome when you first started i did not you did oh i did i need more actually i've got 
I'm looking at getting a new camera right now because mine's probably getting at the end of its like shutter life. What is it? That's a Canon. Which one? EOS R. So it's mirrorless. Oh. So I had a Nikon, um, which I bought used from someone years ago, and I loved it, and it was yeah. great. But when I was looking into getting a new camera, when I was kind of starting this whole thing out, you know, I was like, ooh, what do I want to get? You know, like, what's going to be good? And so I did a bunch of research, and everyone was saying, okay, mirrorless. And so I was like, oh, I'll, you know, go with this one. And and I love it. It's a great camera. So I'm going to stick with Canon because now I have lenses and everything else to go with yeah. it. But yeah, now I have to decide what I want for the second body. What do I want to do now? <laughs> We didn't even geek out on gear. I know. You know well, let's <laughs> geek out on gear in a bit. Um, I started with a Canon mm-hmm. uh, six six D. Okay. So full frame. Yeah. And then my buddy convinced me to go to Panasonic. Okay. So I I went to the GH two GH three. That you and, have a lot of cameras and the in GH four. <laughs> and then. It was then I started doing more video um, and the low light performance of the micro four thirds lenses just isn't great. OK, so I switched to the Sony a a a seven SR three. That's one that I was looking AS7 at, too. <laughs> they had the fours out now. OK, but that one. So I went back to full frame, mm-hmm. but I mostly do video. And that right there is at over 2000 ISO at 2.8 and my 4k image is going to look pretty cool that's awesome and the panasonic wouldn't have been able to do that i used to have a two camera setup and the one image looked really nice and then the other image just looked like crap oh (laughs) so i went to so yeah i'm digging the sony and i need a better i need a better like 50 i need a better nifty 50 but when i first i first started i bought everything yeah. I bought, I have. I didn't have the money to. <laughs> Neither did I, but I bought it anyway. I have four studio lights. I have a bunch of speed lights. I have all kinds of you know reflectors, fu- modifiers. You know what's funny? I shoot with a ring light. Do you? That's it. <laughs> I also have, okay, so my ceilings in my studio are seven feet tall. Mm. I'm 6'3". So for me to have the speed lights and things like that all around, it's just no uh, room. there's no room. There's no room to move them around. I was like, you know what? This works for me. And it works so for my studio. So this must seem super claustrophobic. It's perfect for me. No, it's just like <laughs> it's just like my studio. <laughs> I wish I had more. I mean, obviously, everyone wishes they had more room. Um, but I can do three quarter body in here pretty easily. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I did realize is that I shouldn't have put carpet on that side because when if I if I did want to do a full body and they're stepping on the oh, paper, yeah, it, it it won't work. You can put down a fake floor. Yeah. I put a fake floor on top of my carpet. Yeah. That's what I that's <laughs> the that's what I think I'm going to do. Yeah, just, you just put, build like a little mini stage. Yeah, ultimately. Some plywood. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. Even, I won't make it fancy. No, you don't just have to make it fancy. You literally plywood. can just throw plywood on there. And... Yeah, but my most of all of that stuff is film cameras. I'm okay. one of I'm one of those weirdos. That's cool though. <clears throat> I see all the film hanging there. So. Yeah, I I've had uh, I take rolls to Panda mm-hmm. on um, downtown Seattle, and I went and picked up all those that I had. And you know what? They all all of those pictures suck. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that's hard. 
That's hard. <laughs> that hurts a little bit. <laughs> That's $120 worth of film processing and it all, it all sucks. Aww. But yeah, I love taking, <laughs> I love using film. I have tons of, tons of film cameras. Oh man. Yeah. We, we should have geeked out way earlier. Right. One of the super <laughs> things that I'm into is instant mm-hmm. and that cooler right there. I see is It's full of how much of a camera. Well, okay. You're not, you're not so much of a camera dork. I'm not, but that's okay. I'm enjoying listening <clears throat> to you talk about it. <laughs> that I have about 60 packets of the Fuji FB 1000B and FB 100C. Okay. Which was discontinued about five years ago. Okay. On eBay, one of those packs is going for about $175. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so in other words, you have a safe over there. Got it. <laughs> it's like, you know what? We should probably. All right, let's stop this. We'll, we'll talk about that. We should probably do. Ooh, that would be an interesting idea. What's that? To offer the inst- to offer an instant option. Yeah. I don't even know like how that would all work. That would be cool though. People dig it. Oh, I so bet. So what I like to do is, you know what? I've taken thousands of instant photos. Mm-hmm. And I've traveled all over. My wife and I love to travel and I used to have a job that I traveled a ton mm-hmm. and I would take my, my old, old land Polaroid cameras mm-hmm. from the fifties yeah. and it still worked just great. And then I would take pictures of people on the street or at restaurants and I would give it to them. Oh, that would be cool. So I have thousands of pictures that are out there in the wilderness. Yeah. Uh, Cause I'm, I, I've only kept a very small amount. Yeah. So I love doing that. That's yeah. so much fun. When you take a picture and then you pull it out, oh, super old timey, and then uh-huh. you hand it to them. The, again, that And then they face, get to shake it they, like they, a Polaroid they picture. They get to shake it. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, but there was this f- semi-famous street photographer in New York who had that pole, that camera up there, that super okay. old timey one with the bellows. Yeah, I see it. And then he had a flash on there, and then he would walk around downtown New York and take pictures and would charge 25 bucks a picture. But, you know, that was a long time ago. I think he yeah. died. But that was a long time ago. So I, I did that too once I put my camera outside of Key Arena mm-hmm. after, uh, after a graduation. Oh, okay. And then I'm like, hey, do you want a picture? And I only charged 10 bucks. <coughs> but still, yeah, but, that would be really cool. Yeah, I sold about 20 pictures in, you know, two and a half hours. It wasn't too bad. It was just, it was yeah. fun. But um, I'm keeping all of that film because I don't know what to do with it. Like, this is literally the last of this film. Yeah. And like, I think it needs to be used for something meaningful. Yeah. I just don't know what it is. Well, you have to think about that. Let's see. I don't know. We'll have to figure something out. <laughs> and so, yeah. I, I use that speed graphic mm-hmm. and then I have the, um, I have the Andy Warhol big shot Polaroid. Okay. Yeah, I can nerd out. All right, we're done. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you, Erica. And uh, tell us where to find you, your social Strawberryboudoirphotography.com. And I'm also on TikTok. I think it's Barry's Booty Babes or oh, something nice. like that. Yeah. But you can find that link, I think, in my Facebook or, or um, on my website. The website is fantastic. Thank you. You did a great job. It gives you warnings. 
It does give you warnings. <laughs> pineapple, then, pineapple, pineapple. And then it makes sure that you still want to continue. I, I thought that was super clever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so check her out, follow her. And if anyone is interested in some just fantastic art pieces, really. Yes. Of uh, of a, your, you as a lovely couple or as you for your wife or your husband or girlfriend, boyfriend, definitely give her uh, send her a message. <clears throat> And then uh, don't forget the sponsors, Rancho Bravo Tacos. They're super good. I'm hungry. I'm going to hit there in a little bit. And um, who else did I say? What? For what? <laughs> For the sponsors. I think that was it. You know, I forgot to mention my sneakers friend. I started a sneaker cleaner business. Mm-hmm. So if you have sneakers that you just want to prolong the life of, they don't necessarily have to be super fancy sneakers, but... I have a buddy who only spends a hundred bucks a year on shoes, on sneakers. And that's not much. <laughs> that's not a whole lot. That's yeah, that's definitely not a lot. But he's been keeping them clean. Mm-hmm. And then he could probably extend that to a hundred bucks every 18 months. Nice. Boom. <clears throat> uh, and that'll do. Thank you. Right, thank you. Adios. Adios.